Hello, this is the Morbid Reality Podcast with Kelly and Brittany. I am Kelly. Brittany is not speaking today. Are you joining? <laughs> Brittany is also joining us, but she's a little um, verklempt at the moment. Uh, tonight we are here to make you sad because uh, we're going to talk about baby farmers, which is something that is not as cute as it sounds. Um, so if you were picturing babies in overalls with carts of hay, you need to sit down and strap in because we're going for a ride back to Victorian England. I mean, they probably looked like that too. You think they put the Victorian babies in overalls? I don't know. I mean, they hung them from everywhere in their house in little baskets. So I'm... Oh, I thought you meant like they hung babies. No, they well, had I mean... baskets everywhere in their house. So I mean, what are you talking about? You didn't read that. I didn't see that. Oh, I totally read that. Why would they hang babies in baskets? Because they had so dang many. <laughs> one lady one lady had nine of them in her kitchen are all you, at one time. Are you sure? Are you talking about the baby farmers or regular parents? Yes, no. And you're not talking about the old lady who lived in a shoe? No. She, she had babies in baskets hanging from any place she could hang them. Like plants? Yes, like hanging plants. <laughs> hanging babies. Plants that poop. Oh. All right, so. Well, probably. Let's stop having a good time. You know. And talk about baby farming. So, in late Victorian England and sometimes in Australia. Uh, and Chicago. In the Victorian era? Um, no, but Chicago was bad, too. Okay, well, we'll get to Chicago. I'll, yeah. let, you, I'll let you chime in with They're Chicago. They're all the same. Okay. Um, if you had a baby and you couldn't take care of it, or the social rules of that time would not let you keep it, like you were a single mom or anything like that um you could pay someone to take the baby and you could either find someone that would temporarily take care of the baby and you would make payments to them until you could take the baby back or you could give someone a lump sum payment and they would keep the baby i guess it's kind of like pawning your baby extortion (laughs) it's pawning your baby like a title loan place for cars only for babies Stop that. 300% interest. Bam. Oh, babies. Not worth it. Don't have kids. All right. So this is usually something a mother would do as an act of desperation. And the term itself, uh, baby farmers, was actually a derogatory term. And it referred to the fact that some women found the whole scheme profitable by taking on a bunch of babies at once for a one-time payment. Uh, once you got the money and the baby, there was no reason to keep the baby alive because the mom wasn't coming back. And babies mostly died from either neglect or just outright murder. They were also sold. To other people? Yeah. The baby farmers sold them to other people? Yeah. Oh, okay. They totally did. Okay. <laughs> they made money off of that. Well, yeah. Any way they could make money is without actually... Money's... Make yeah. money without actually taking care of the children. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, a letter that was written to the newspaper in 1870. 1874. Do you have an 1874? 1874. All right. Well, this was a... Um, uh-huh. Is it the same? Australian right. newspaper talking about the problems in London. Yep. Yeah. It says, My conviction is that children are mor- murdered in scores by these women... That adoption is only a fine phrase for slow or sudden death. 
So it was a bad scene, basically. Well, um, they weren't regulated. There was no. nobody telling them, hey, you can't treat the babies. Like you can't this. kill the babies. No, there was only like, <laughs> out of the hundreds that were there, only three actually registered as real businesses. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. B- baby businesses? Yeah. Well, it's like running a daycare out of your house. You only can't... it's a, running a morgue out of your house. <laughs> tiny, tiny coffins. Yeah. So, um... Six, disturbing. It is disturbing. I said we're here to make you sad. Um, six baby farmers were hung in England. Oh, that's nice. And one each in Scotland and Wales over the 40-year period from 1870 to 1909. So, if you don't have anything to add, we'll talk about a couple women that were baby farmers. Notorious baby farmers. Alright. You just, you have, what do you have in your notes? Australia? Uh, one in Perth and one in and the issues of Chicago. Okay, so we're gonna start with the earliest ones, which have been in around the year nineteen hundred, in London. Uh, there's a woman named Amelia Sack, and she runs a home for women to stay in during and after they give birth. And um, she began to tell everybody that babies could be left with her if you paid her. She would take them and take care of them. Most of the women who took her up on that offer were servants from nearby wealthy households. And um, I don't know if they paid it themselves or their uh, managers. What do you call a servant's boss? Owner? Yeah. (laughs) Would pay the fee for them because maybe, I don't know, maybe it was their baby. Who knows? Uh, Amelia Sack had a partner in crime named Annie Walters. And Annie's job would be to get the baby from the mother, and then she would take it and kill it with a morphine overdose. Do you know what the name of that baby farm was? What? Finchley Baby Farm. Finchley Baby Farm? Mm-hmm. I don't think they called it Finchley mm-hmm. Baby Farm. Infamously named Finchley Baby Farm. I don't know if Amelia herself named it that. Well, I don't know who the heck named it <laughs> that. Then I just that... know that it's, it's, <laughs> if you were to say Finchley Baby Farm, people would know exactly what you're talking about. Right, but I mean, that would who be cares? a really bad, that would be a huge red flag if you said, I'll take care of your baby, bring it to the Finchley Baby Farm. I mean, It'll what else would they call it? What else are they going to call it? Finchley Adoption Services. No, because, no, no. I'm talking about before they knew she was no. killing them. All right. So anyway, once... Annie Walters took the baby and killed it. She would throw it in a trash dump or into the Thames. And they finally got caught because Annie decided to take a baby home with her. Um, Now, Annie's landlord was a police officer, and his wife was in and out of Annie's house and her business. And um, the police officer's wife helped Annie change the baby's diaper. And Annie had told the wife that the baby was a girl, but during the diaper change, it was obviously a boy. Um, And now Annie wasn't known for being very smart, but that was still quite a red flag there. Um, After that, uh, Annie told the landlord's wife that that baby had died. And then later on, she brought a different baby home, and then that one died too. Finally, the landlord's wife got suspicious. Maybe she wasn't the brightest either, because <laughs> it took two dead babies. And she told all this information to her husband, the police officer, who arrested Annie. And um, her interrogation led to a search of Amelia's home, found a lot of baby clothes and other evidence, and then the two women went on trial. Uh, several women who had given their babies to them or sold their babies to them 
and stayed in the home or worked in the home testified against them. So they were convicted of up to 20 infant murders and were hung together on February 3rd, 1903. Yeah, and they didn't even find, like, they didn't find bodies. They were in the Thames. They're probably still there. Who knows? We could put a net in there. I would rather not. Pull them up. I don't want to do that. All right. (laughs) So now we're going to talk about another heavy hitter in the um, baby farming world, and that would be another Amelia. If you meet an Amelia, don't let her hold your baby. I think that's kind of the basic, especially if she's British, English, and is wearing, like, Victorian clothing. Just Mm. don't let her hold your baby. Um, at least not near a a river. (laughs) So, Amelia Dyer, she was born in 1837, and she was the youngest of five. Her dad was a shoemaker, but her mom was bonkers as a result of having typhus. I guess that can do that to you. At age 24, this Amelia married George Thomas, and he was 59, so huge age gap. They lied about their ages on the marriage certificate so that there would appear to be less of a gap. After she married George, she trained to be a nurse, and she learned about baby farming from a friend who was a midwife. Uh, She was widowed, her old man died in 1869, and she started adopting unwanted babies as a way to make money. Uh, She had two kids of her own and started out actually caring well for the babies and remarried to a William Dyer in 1872 and had another two biological children with him. She put ads in papers for her services and told clients that she was respectable and married and would provide a safe and loving home for their child. So over time, a few babies died in her care and a doctor became suspicious because she was calling him to certify the deaths in her home and, you know, after so many babies that you have to write a death certificate for, certificate? a death certificate for, he got a little suspicious. These people are really slow with their suspicions. Good God. Um, so she was charged with negligence, and she served six months hard labor. When she was released, she tried to resume her nursing career, But she abused alcohol and opium and did some stints in mental hospitals around town. Oh, goody. I know, right? Just having a good time. But in 1890, uh, a governess decided to let this woman care for her illegitimate child. But the governess visited the child occasionally, and at one point she looked for a birthmark that she knew the baby had, and it wasn't there. So the governess was basically like, yo, this isn't my baby. So that was the situation. And um, this Amelia Dyer, at that point, she pretends to have a mental breakdown, although I don't know if it was pretend at that point. Um, And she gulped down two bottles of laudanum. But her long-term opium abuse kept that from killing her because she had built up a tolerance. How unfortunate. So she did another round in the mental hospital and uh, came out and resumed adopting and killing but learned from her mistake of having the doctor come around to issue death certificates. She just threw them in the Thames instead. Just chucked them in there. They like doing Um, that. Yeah. Uh, The police and parents that wanted to reclaim their children became suspicious of her because, duh. And um, 
So Amelia Dyer moved herself and her biological children around to different towns. Uh, in 1895, she moved to Cabersham, and in 1896, a popular 25-year-old barnmaid named Evelina had an illegitimate daughter, I guess because she was so popular, <laughs> she had an illegitimate daughter, and she named her Doris, and uh, Evelina put an ad in the paper seeking someone to adopt her. She received a reply from Amelia Dyer saying that a child with me will have a good home and a mother's love. Uh, Evelina wanted to pay a monthly rate for the care of her child until she could take her back, but Amelia Dyer insisted on getting an in upfront payment. After taking baby Doris and the money, Amelia took some white edging tape, like the type used in dressmaking, and she tied it around the baby's throat. Oh. Yeah, she did. Little baby Doris. And what Amelia Dyer said about this was, I used to like to watch them with the tape around their neck, but it was soon all over with them. So she was kind of having a good time. Yeah, and having a good time with this. Uh, And then she took Doris and a 13-month-old little boy that she had from somebody else. Uh, Doris was already deceased. Uh, She took the tape off of Doris's neck and used it to strangle the little boy and then put both bodies in a carpet bag and put some bricks in there and dumped it in the Thames. What a crazy bitch! That Thames is filled with babies. Mm. It's got to be filled with babies at this point. Uh, The body was found in the Thames, so I don't know if it like... The rocks weren't heavy enough, or it floated up, or I don't have any details I mean, on that. Pro- the bag probably opened, and the baby's just going, bloop, bloop, right to the top. I don't know. Bloop, there's a That's baby. terrible. Yes. Uh, she was arrested on April 4th, 1896, and she was hung on June 10th, 1896. And they really don't know how many baby deaths she was responsible for. And here's a little something I also found about Amelia Dyer. It probably has no validity, but I thought it was kind of interesting um, that because she was a murderer alive at the time of Jack the Ripper, some people have suggested that Amelia Dyer was Jack the Ripper. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, I think it's bullshit, too. Who killed the prostitute through botched abortions. Well... And, well, hold on, though. <laughs> this suggestion was put forward by an author named William Stewart. Of course, there's no evidence to connect Dyer to the Jack the Ripper murders, and also... Well, she's dead now! Well, no, here's (laughs) the thing. Um, You've seen pictures of the Jack the Ripper victims. No. Okay, well, they're torn. They're torn head to... I mean, they're just destroyed, right? That would be a really botched abortion. I mean, one woman had her nose cut off. So how badly can you perform an abortion she that you damage the tape over baby's <laughs> necks? What else is she capable but of? That's that, a... But okay, but her her statement about why she did why she put the tape around the neck. She liked to watch him suffer. Exactly. So why wouldn't she? Why would she not be capable of doing that? But if that you to were a woman, I mean, <laughs> usually abortions don't involve rhinoplasty. <laughs> I haven't had any. 
but that from, doesn't mean that that from was what the I've intention. heard that just means that, from that what was I've the heard. that was the promise they don't usually was involve abortion. rearranging your face the promise was an abortion the right. outcome was totally different it was probably like hey you know what while i'm already here with this giant knife let's right. see what else we can take care of let's play operation yeah why not? <laughs> Oops, cut your nose off. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about your baby farmers, Brittany. Okay. Okay. So we all know Chicago has a reputation for being oh, just in general. not the greatest city. Um, kind of full of violence and crime We're and all kinds get of stuff. Emails. I mean, it's accurate though. Come on. Um, but the baby farmers in Chicago were actually run by doctors. What year was this? Um. It doesn't say. Um, like last year? No, obviously not. Um, it's all around, right around the same time, early 1900s. Okay. Um, this is basically their extortion business. So they, you know, set up shop on the edge of town so that they were far away from the police. They didn't want to have to deal with looky loos, being like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Farm and the babies. police getting involved, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so basically, like, see no evil. It doesn't exist. If you don't see it, it doesn't exist. Um, so most of the people that would go there were daughters of very wealthy families. Um, and then, I mean, they were more victims than the kids were, obviously. So the, um... They they can both be victims. Yeah. So the families had to pay large amounts of money to these doctors. Right. Because the doctors essentially did what they wanted with the babies, whether it be adopting them out. God only knows what else they would have done. So to they them. went to the del- deliver their babies, not to have abortions. Right. Okay. They went to deliver the babies. All right. Um, <clears throat> but basically, these people were unmarried, and so it was like, all right, well, we'll keep it under wraps for you. Right. But you got to pay us. Right. A lot of money. Right. So if they threat, if these people threatened, like if the parents and the the daughter threatened the the doctors, guess what? Those doctors were like, well, guess what? We're just gonna go ahead and expose you. We're going to tweet it. We're going to ruin you for the rest of your, your life. You're never going to be able to find a husband, blah, blah, blah. We're going to ruin you know, your know family your, name, all that kind that of stuff. That you're damaged goods. Basically, which is a whole <laughs> stupid thing. That's a anyway, whole other stupid thing. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's the Chicago issues. Um, and the next one is from Perth, Australia. It's funny to me that, that, that they wrote an article, a newspaper article, calling out London. Back in 1874. However, in 1890 in Perth, that's when, you know, shit really hit the fan for them. Because they had a lot of issues, too. Sydney was really bad, and they didn't want to talk about it. Because, you know, everybody thinks Sydney's great right now. But Sydney used to be really awful, too. Well, they sent criminals in. Well, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> 1907, we have uh, Mrs. Mitchell. Oh. She took in 87 babies. That's a lot of babies. It is a lot of babies. Uh, not all at one time. But, it's a flock of babies. Yep. So she took in 87 babies. 83 died in her care or, uh, you know, in her home. Where else would she care for them? Um, <laughs> two died in the hospital and one actually died after returning to their mother. Um, so she used to take in sick babies. And I use that in quotations because they were not really sick. Um, she. They were just Australian. She medicated them for things that did not exist. Right. Um, she got a doctor to witness her taking in these so-called sick babies, um, just so you know she could have somebody there to say, yeah, you know, the baby was sick. So if something happened, because she knew that it would, oh. there was somebody to vouch for her. 
Yeah. Um, the doctor realized what she was doing and was like, um, lady, you gotta stop taking in sick babies. Like, you can't do that. Could you not? Right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, uh, the court, when she went, she was actually brought to the court, um, they found her, that she was willfully neglectful, <laughs> um, of care for the children. It's not like, oops, I killed the baby. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, they brought in a witness who, uh, was a, a, a man and his wife at the time, she was sick, she had cancer, um, so they were looking for somebody to care for their daughter <clears throat> while she was sick because he needed to be with his wife had to work all that um so he went and looked around and he was like yeah that i'm gonna pass i'm gonna let my daughter go stay with my mother you know she'll be fine whatever so while they're at the hospital you know mom's sick with cancer um mitchell shows up and she's like you know what She's just going to be a burden to you. She's going to be a nuisance. Um, she's going to come down with the same sickness as your wife. Because cancer's contagious. Yeah, apparently. Everybody knows she's that. Gonna, she's going to have the same yeah. sickness. Um, but let me, if you give me money, I'll take your daughter and I'll get rid of her. Just get rid of her. Um, she's always going to keep you poor. You're always going to have to work. That is true. Children so, will keep you poor. <laughs> you know. It's, you know. She's like, oh, you know, I'll give it some medication um, to start her off, I'll put and it in then, the basket. Nope, I'm gonna stick a hat pin through her heart. Oh, oh. Yeah. So this I'll lady's take the crazy. Opium instead. The lady is psycho. Um, wow. She, she had to get a doctor to try to say that that wasn't gonna happen. You know that she was taking the sick babies. Why would you do that? Is that her picture? No. Oh. So what happened with her? Did she get caught? Um. There's no follow-up on what happened to her. No, obviously, she went to the... She was in court. Right. So this, the, this guy was a witness for her being a terrible person. What was her name? Uh, Mrs. Mitchell. Yeah, so they decided she that she was guilty of neglecting the children, um, but a lot of people believed that she was just a serial killer. You know, I tried because to... Because 83, you take in... 87 babies and 83 of them die in your house like yeah. how do you explain that i mean i get it you have a doctor now who's verifying that you're taking in a, a sick child but there's no way that they're that sick and when the that doctor night. tells you to stop taking sick children yeah because they mysteriously die exactly i have a feeling i tried to google her name real quick and all i came up with a calc kellen came up with a calculus teacher um, I don't think that's her. No. Um, if you have a calculus teacher named Miss Mitchell, she does not kill babies. Yeah. Um, that we know of. <laughs> I just I was just uh, I was just trying to find out what happened to her. I mean, mm -hmm. they probably hung her, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that happened in Iowa around the same time, so around 1907. Um, two women, Mrs. Fred West, the owner of a baby farm, and Miss Anna Beadle, a maid nurse were charged with murdering baby Jim. Um, so a former nurse came forward and at a trial for the, the two ladies, uh, the nurse came forward and said, Mrs. West asked me to give laudanum to the baby and brought me the poison bottle. I refused and Mrs. West told me not to be foolish, that it was the way the, they always did it when the babies gave any trouble. They put them out of their misery as fast as possible. 
Um, the nurse also said babies have been burned at the West Baby Farm before they were dead and thrown into the furnace to end their helpless cries. Um, so they, you know, they would sell the babies, the ones that could be sold, the ones that weren't. Um, they would kill them. So, you know, it's a big problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. Big problem. Uh, so the... They would also give away babies to inmates, but only oh. girl babies. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, Ooh. inmates of disorderly houses. Where was this at? Iowa. Iowa, um, what the hell? I don't know. Inmates of disorderly houses bought the babies, using them as one would a poodle to play with. Oh. So, I can't say that they were doing anything. I don't think they're thing. prison inmates. No. It's they're like, disorderly houses. Yeah, so, like, troubled like halfway homes maybe? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I I don't know what If you um are in a means. disorderly house, please email us and that. tell us what that is. <laughs> that would be great. I don't think that those are still a thing and if they are, they're probably That's what not I'm going to call our house from now on. God. Disorderly house. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, they when they couldn't get rid of the other babies, they were killed. So there's that. Um Russia also had baby farms. They probably still do. Yeah. Well, um, so Miss Mitchell, mm-hmm. it was Alice Mitchell, um, they gave her imprisonment with hard labor. <laughs> okay. That's for five years. Yeah. So then she was, I guess, free to, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> get babies again. Well, so in Russia, 1888, the report of a middle-aged woman who owned her own property and ran a baby farm. She cared for numerous illegitimate infants. Um, babies would come and go. The neighbors would see them come and go. So they knew. Um, when the babies were gone, they just assumed that the parents had came and taken them back. Um, until one specific little girl disappeared. It doesn't give a name or anything like that. Uh, but the the reason why everything went you know came to a head uh, was the disappearance seemed really suspicious to them. So they called the police. Uh, they came in and searched for the child. They found the body buried under the floor. Oh. Um, so police, obviously, they find one. They assume there's got to be more. Usually there's never the just case. one body exactly. under the floor. Um, uh-uh. So they kept looking, and they found more dead babies you know, it's not inside the floor. easy anymore to bury bodies no, under your floor. Lord Jesus. It used to be easier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Chicago's got more, more issues. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so in 1912, um, a woman with a roof over her head was basically all you needed to get started as a baby farmer. We could be you, baby you just farmers. Needed, you just needed a house. <laughs> just needed a house. It didn't right. even have to be a good house, just no. a house. Um, so she could charge anywhere from 3 to $7 a week, um, but women around that time were only making about 6 in the factories and stores and things. Um, so profit being a huge motivator, they were like, you know what, we're just going to keep charging you all this crap and you're going to keep paying it because why not? Right. Um. And still to this day, daycare is half what you're paid. (laughs) I mean, it hasn't changed. Yep. So basically, they were hoarding all these babies because they were making so much money off of them. Um, because these women were paying weekly for their babies to have care. Because they wanted to get them back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so some people had eight to ten babies with only one person taking care of them, so it was still like a daycare. Um, yeah. So a, terrible a, daycare. a reporter went to investigate, as they do, 
Um, pretend he pretended to be a father. I was going to say he pretended to be a baby. Yeah, he pretended to be a baby. Um, no, he, he pretended to be a father and needed somebody to care for his one-year-old. Um, so he wanted to see, you know, the house. He wanted to see the attic. Um, the attic? Yeah, I don't know why. The attic is somewhere he really just wanted to go. Um, you know, so they went up the stairs. Um, this is basically half a room is what he described. Um, but you can only stand up straight when you're in the middle. There's a bed in the corner with eight babies, half undressed and crying and squirming. Um, empty milk bottles, dirty clothes all over the floor. Um, the one window in the attic was nailed shut. That's no place to keep so a baby. So he left. He was like, uh-uh. Nope. No, hell no. Um, so he also checked out the backyard. Um, More babies? No. <laughs> it had metal cans and chunks of metal where <clears throat> the kids would be playing if they were let outside at all. Um... And then he's like, okay, well, I've had enough of this one. So he went to visit a second one. So Chicago's got a lot of problems. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, on the floor in the kitchen of this this next one were four babies. Um, on the kitchen table, there were clothes baskets, three of them, and each one had a baby <laughs> laying in them, um, crying. I mean, it's not funny, obviously. but it's just like I'm picturing it in my head, and it's the most ridiculous thing. Yep. Like, it's just like a baby explosion. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the corners, on chairs, beside the kitchen range, hanging like cocoons everywhere were baskets with babies sleeping on pillows turned brown from uncleanliness. I mean, if they were clean and happy and fed, that'd be adorable. Yep. Hanging from yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier. Um, so... <laughs> In the kitchen alone, there were nine babies. God in the damn. next room were more frail babies. Babies can't cook. I know. And in the front room, more babies. They were all crying, covered in mosquitoes. How could you be in that house? I would go insane. I don't know. It's just awful. I can't stand one baby crying. Mm-hmm. It's like, pick up the baby. So, yep. wow. Yeah. That's a nightmare. So, if you wonder why... They have such strict regulations for daycares and everything now. Well, there you go. That's what happens when you don't. Yeah. You get that kind of <laughs> insanity. Let's not have that anymore. Uh, yeah. Was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Also, another thing that, you know, it could really prevent uh, unwanted babies. Not having them. Who? Legalize safe abortion. Well, that so, too. keep that in mind. Because that's much better I mean, than yeah. your baby dying in an attic. In Chicago. Or Iowa. Or Iowa. Or Victorian England. Don't leave your babies in Victorian England. Mm -hmm. Especially not near the Thames. Lord Jesus. Um, So that's all we have to say about baby farmers. We're done being depressing for now. Uh, We're going to hit you next week with another episode about something... Uh, not, maybe not depressing. Maybe Bye-bye. if you have any show, are you going to talk to the cat in yeah. the middle of the podcast? Or uh, the end of the podcast? Bobbert. <laughs> um, if you have any show ideas, anything you want to hear us talk about, uh, you can send your suggestions to morbidrealitypod at gmail. Um, I don't really plan on doing any murders. Maybe if they're really interesting, but there's a lot of murder podcasts out there, and I'm trying to do more of creepy weird stories from the past so any ideas you have on that just give us a shout uh don't tell us how terrible our microphone is we already know and other than that thank you for listening uh please subscribe and we'll be back next week thank you bye-bye bye